This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. So overall, it was not a good day for Justin Fields. He, he gives way to Tyson Bajan after leaving uh, in the third quarter with 10 minutes to go. I think it was eight minutes left when Tyson Bajan took over. Dan, so a lot of conversation over exactly what he had to offer. 10 of 14, 83 yards, sacked once, long of 24. Uh, he had the bad interception in the end to DJ Moore. He stepped into maybe his uh, follow-through was affected. He had the strip sack fumble where he, the coaching point would be protect the football. When people ask, have asked you throughout uh, Monday how Tyson <laughs> Bajan played, uh, how would you describe that? All right. I have two ways to do this. And the first one, I'm just going to share a conversation I had with Colleen Kane upstairs a little bit ago in regards to, look, like we're going to be writing a lot about Tyson Bajan this week. And I said, we have to be careful here because we're going to just revert back into that mode where – um, we let the undrafted rookie from Division Two off the hook for mistakes that we're going to be killing Justin Fields for. And there's understandable. They're at different stages of their development, and, and that's going to happen a little bit. But you can't get so enamored with the idea of, oh, this is new and this has a chance to be great that you just ignore the idea that the, the guy who came in the game yesterday had five possessions and two of them ended with with costly turnovers that prevented you from winning a football game that you absolutely needed to win. This is not like a, a major condemnation of Tyson Bajan, but I think it's just a, a reminder to to myself and 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 maybe uh, to us collectively as a, as a group of analysts to, to see this um, through fair eyes and not necessarily like hopeful eyes where it's just, oh, the change of scenery feels good, so we're going to pretend that it's different. Tyson Bajan does a lot of things really well. Um, and I'll turn it over to you, and, and then I'll, I'll kind of describe some of the things that, that you watch with your own eyes with him, and then you hear from people in the building that give him a chance to to continue his development, but let's also not not prematurely think that uh, one touchdown drive in the second half of a game against the Vikings that's sandwiched between two costly turnovers is a sign of something great and promising. We have no idea. Yeah, yeah you're right. I mean, I, I think that what he's accomplished is, is tremendous in terms of making the team and, and being a backup and, and being able to hold a roster spot in the NFL based on the fact that he's from division two. And I don't want to, I, I, I probably have overstated the fact he's from division two, but it's we a, all have. if it, it's a difficult jump, it, it's it's unrealistic to think that he would be in a position to lead you to a victory. I think that's what stuns me as much as anything is that the Bears have put him here. I don't think that he is. It's not even it's not even him. I don't think any undrafted rookie free agent quarterback deserves to be in a spot where a team relies on him to be part of the solution. Um, those guys typically are still part of the problem. And, and I, I think Tyson Bajan had some good moments, but he also had some moments that remind you that, you know, he's, he's not fundamentally sound yet. He's, he's throwing the ball in a way that um, I, I think that he'll get youthful more mistakes. polish. Yeah, youthful yeah. mistakes, without question. Inexperienced youthful mistakes. Um, I'll tell you my favorite throw of the day, and it's on the touchdown drive. It's a first down play. They're down near the red zone, and he faces a blitz. 
and he's got Robert Tunyon off to the right, and 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 he just understands the clock. It's the one thing that we 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 hammer Justin for. It's just understanding how much you have to throw and where the ball needs to go. And he gets it out to Tunyon quick, fast, in a hurry, and takes a big shot right as he delivers it. And Tunyon catches the ball, runs for the first down, and you're like, that's it. Like that's the the the, the gift of Tyson Bajan is the ability to see that, the ability to understand that, the ability to process it and react quickly in a way that gives you so, yourself a chance to go. That's that's going to be his superpower. You hear it from players inside the building, just the poise and the presence that he has. He's not going to have comic book plays like Justin Fields has had in terms of the the strength and the explosion and the speed and the things that you go, that's, that's superhuman stuff here that like I can only dream of doing. And so now uh, with what weaknesses are there in terms of that regard, you're going to have to make up for with, with some of this presence, with some of this processing speed, with some of this ability to understand mentally where this play needs to be based on what you're seeing defensively. That was a great one. But then this at the same time, the interception to end the game, like I still can't figure out the snap wasn't great, but it kind of discombobulated Tyson to the point where like, I don't know what happened with the way he kind of crow hopped in the pocket and, and moved up into traffic and then, and then just threw a duck. I mean, it was an awful pass that was easily picked off on first down, you know, in that situation, you're at the 35 yard line, live to see second down, man. Like you have a chance to be a hero in your first performance in the NFL. Uh, situationally, you got to understand that. And I don't know what went wrong fundamentally there that caused him to, to kind of jump up into a way that didn't allow him to get any strength on that throw. It was a rush, rush throw. I mean, I think what happens is that his instincts are, above average. And I think his instincts are probably his greatest strength right now. He knows, you know, to get the ball to Tunyon. He knows what he wants to do with it before he catches the shotgun snap and he needs to get the side screen. He does things quickly in his head. But what happens is that I think with young players who don't have the experience and don't have the frame of reference, like, well, the last time this happened, I was able to calm down and have enough time to make the throw and do my follow through when he had the high snap and he had to step up in the pocket and make the throw to DJ Moore, I think he rushed everything. And so you're not going to get the best pass in that situation. When you rush anything that you do, you're not going to have that. Instincts are above average, ability not yet there. You can't expect him to be a guy that's going to be polished. And the Bears are pressed into forcing him into action because they have built the roster this way, which is up to Ryan, which I think is, is to Ryan Poles' detriment. This is something that he is not should be a situation that 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 Tyson Bajan is in. He's not Brock Purdy. You know why? Because the Bears aren't the 49ers. That's not an insult to Tyson Bajan. The 49ers were able to provide an infrastructure. <laughs> so all Brock Purdy had to be done have done is plopped right in the middle of this. All the weapons, all the protection, had the defense, managed the game, young man, and he did. That's not the case or the job description in Chicago. Well, look, like Tyson's got contagious self-confidence, and that right at this point has become evident because guys feel it. Deontay Foreman was the latest to talk about it on Monday, just saying like he just you just you get around him and and you sense that he feels like he's going to be successful, and that creates a vibe that that that's important to capitalize on. That's going to be another one of those things that has to be fuel for for him as he develops. He's got a very very uh, cool presence about him. It's like it's fun to be around, and that he's going to have to use that. But to your point, there's going to be a lot of uh, growing pains along the way and one of the things i talked about on 670 the score earlier on monday afternoon was is that i don't know where this city's patience level and fatigue is right now 
to endure some of the inevitable growing pains that are going to come. Like, so let's say this is a three week period, you know, like how tolerant are you going to be uh, of, of these mistakes that are, are understandable for an undrafted rookie out of division two, but at this stage of a one in five season for a team that has won once in 300 and thousand days it seems like uh how do you how do you go about just kind of navigating that when the, the patience level and the and the the fatigue are where they're at i'll tell you that's one of the reasons why it actually does kind of bother me the situation that he's in a little bit because uh he does have infectious uh enthusiasm or confidence and he does have this sort of uh wide-eyed approach to being the quarterback in, in the nfl he, he's, he seems humble but confident yep. has a good balance but I've been in Chicago long enough to know that, you know, the f- first couple of times, I just don't think he's ready for this. I hope I'm wrong. I really do. I mean, and everybody can be, but if he's not able to do or fulfill the promise, so many people want to, are desperate to see him have and succeed. Then I think people turn on him quickly. It's the NFL. It's Chicago. I've seen it happen before. We're going to see it happen again. I hope that he doesn't emerge from this experience. Um, Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts worse for it and I hope he comes through unscathed but I, I do worry about that because they're thrusting him into action before he's ready and sometimes you can ruin a kid that way I wish there were a couple qualities that you could just lift from Tyson Beji and put directly into Justin Fields and two of those things that I would immediately take are that time clock because it's there it's innate with him he, he understands how much time he has and where the ball needs to go and how quickly it needs to get there and then just that that ability to surf and slide in the pocket we saw it a couple times on Sunday the rewatch there's a couple examples where you're like that's just beautiful stuff in terms of understanding how to uh, feel pressure instinctively and then slide up from it and then slide over from it and still have an eye on where the ball needs to go. That's something that Justin has struggled with now for three seasons. It would be great if you could combine the two. Um, the other thing I'll say to what your point is, is like, I remember the Matt Barkley era here, right? Like vividly. And there were a couple games where you're like, Ooh, this feels fun. You know, it's a new guy back there and he's having some success and it's who knows, maybe this could be like the, the, the great underdog story that gets unlocked. And then by the last start of his time as a Barry throw, I think he maybe threw five interceptions his last start as a bear. And you go, Oh, of course, of course he did because, because that's that's where this was headed all along. We just got four weeks of delay before we got there. I do not want Tyson Bajan to become a punchline. I, I think that I love his narrative. I love his story. Everybody's got a role to play. I've said this before in a football city, and ours is kind of to celebrate these stories that are underdog stories and, and to chronicle them as they happen. And Tyson Bajan's, it, it, it's good enough for him to make the roster. Ryan Poles' job should be to protect his team from having to be put in the hands of an undrafted rookie free agent from a division two program. So I just don't think that they have handled this responsibly. They're not equipped to go forward knowing that Justin Fields inevitably was going to suffer an injury. And I think that by cutting PJ Walker, you didn't replace that veteran role that you need on every depth chart. And so I hope I'm wrong, but just the Tyson Bajan will be starting likely against Brian Hoyer. Maybe Jimmy Garoppolo will play against the Raiders. We'll look at that later in the week. Before we move on, Dan, anything else about our QB1, QB2, QB whatever? 
No, we'll have a lot more uh, later in the week. Obviously, I think we'll probably hear from Tyson at some point this week. Uh, I don't know how quickly the Bears will be to go from doubtful to out with Justin Fields. It sure seems like the direction would point us to the point where on Wednesday we should be hearing from Tyson Bajan, but we'll keep you keep you posted in that regard. Bigger star in 2024, Bedard or Bajan? 